Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. is generally spent on getting our will done in heaven. Now it's backwards. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me, give us this day our daily bread. We're looking to him for sustenance, for life. For, do you, you follow? The whole prayer is that way. It's, a, it's an acknowledgement. He's God and I'm not. And I'm completely dependent upon him. And I'm okay with that because he's a perfect, not just, not merely good, he is goodness. He's perfect. How often do your prayers revolve around asking God to meet some need or want that you have? When's the last time you told Him to do whatever He wants to do with your life? As Pastor Robert reminds us in today's message, surrender should be a central theme in all of our prayers. To follow Jesus is to become a willing slave to God's perfect will, no matter how much it might clash with your own. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. He looked at me and he said, Robert, are you a Christian? And I said, yeah. And he said, really? Just like that. Made me so mad. And I said, yeah. He said, it's just you don't sound like a Christian. And I basically told him to shut up and mind his own business. And I did it with that colorful, you know, vulgar vocabulary. A couple of weeks later, he did it again. Robert, are you sure you're a Christian? And I said, yes, I'm absolutely sure. When I was 11 years old, I got baptized. You know, I accepted Jesus into my heart. And and yes, I'm a Christian. You just don't act like a Christian. And again, I told him to shut up and mind his own business. And it just worried me to death, man. It stuck with me after that. What was he, what was he seeing? What was he talking about? And, and as you know, the years went by, every now and then that would come back up. You know, what if I'm not? You know, I'd, I'd hate to wake up at the gates of hell and find out I was mistaken. That'd be a heck of a thing. And it shook me up. And so time went by, you know. To this day, I don't know how to find him. I don't know his real name. And I couldn't tell him. You know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I won't have to look for him in heaven, though. But so many people, I mean, what if he had just said, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just going to raise support. I'm going to go to the mission field. And, and without God actually calling him to do that or leading him to do that, what if he hadn't been there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there was fruit. There was fruit in that plywood manufacturing plant. Most of the people who come to Jesus in church services or, you know, who, who meet the Lord in, in these crusades and stuff, do you understand that Greg Laurie, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham, these, you know, they're not, do you understand they're not going to get all the credit for that? They'll get a tiny bit maybe in heaven. But it's the people like 
preacher or, or like the accountant who confronted me and said, don't you go to church, son? Why not? She's going to get a lot of credit in heaven for my salvation because it was a big piece of the puzzle. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I believe in God. I believe Jesus is his son. Why don't I go to church? I didn't talk to her about it, but I talked to him about it. It began to bug me. It was part of the process for me. We, we need Christians in the workplace. We need Christians in the different fields, but we need Christians in those places who are serving Jesus with their lives and not just their lips. Preacher was who he was. I mean, the reason he could say that to me, and even though I told him to shut up and mind his own business, it impacted my life, was because he was living it out. He was the real deal, and everybody knew it. There were several hundred people there, all of whom made fun of Preacher at one time or another. Great is his reward, Jesus said. You see what I'm saying? He endured an awful lot of just nonsense. Nobody, you know, persecuted him. I don't mean it like that, but everybody poked fun at him. He's sitting there studying the Bible with his brother-in-law. I'll never forget it. The poor brother-in-law. Oh, my goodness. Big guy, but no spine. And he'd sit there studying the Bible, looking all sheepish and embarrassed, and like, you know, it's not me. It's just, you know, you know how he is, and I got to, you know. Preacher didn't care. He loved Jesus, and he didn't care who knew it. He was devoted to the Lord. If you're not, that's between you and God. But, And he had his Bible there on that lunch break every night. Right around midnight, he's got that Bible open on the lunch table, you know, with 50 other people laughing at him because he's eating a sandwich and discussing the Scriptures with his brother-in-law, whether his brother-in-law wanted to or not. He loved the Lord. We need people in the workplace. He says, don't, don't seek change. And he specifically addresses Jews and Gentiles and slaves and free people and married people and unmarried people. You know, and he, he makes a statement there that's interesting. He says, you know, if, if you're circumcised, don't seek to be uncircumcised. And we take that as a figure of speech. It's not. Look at the history books. Jewish men in this day, a lot of business was conducted in the Roman bathhouses. They were seeking to be uncircumcised. They, there was a surgical procedure apparently being attempted. That takes <laughs> courage. Can you undo this? They were trying. Paul says that's nonsense. Circumcision, uncircumcision, it's irrelevant. What matters is do you have a heart to obey your father? Do you trust him? Do you trust him? Do you understand that he, he's just trying to show you what he intended? He designed it. If there is a holy God, if there is a God and he's our creator, he knows how this works, what he intended, what, what his design, what his plan, what his purpose is. And if we will listen, the Bible says he'll teach us, he'll show us, he'll reveal this stuff to us. That's, that's the, the whole point. And Paul says, you know, that's what matters. Do you want to know what he intended? Do you want him in charge leading and teaching your life? And then he addresses slaves and free people. He says a couple of things profound in, in that statement. He says, you know, if, if, if you're a slave, don't worry about it. Did you catch that? Don't be concerned with it. What, what did he mean by that? It has no bearing on your eternal value, your eternal position. Do you understand God is not impressed with our position in this life? He doesn't value the wealthy and powerful above the powerless and poor. He, he doesn't, his economy is not like our economy. And so Paul says, listen, if you're a slave, you're the Lord's freedman. Now, I'm not saying that it, you should stay a slave. If you have the opportunity to be free, be free for him. Use it. Use your freedom if you have that opportunity. That, that's, 
Paul makes it clear that's not what he's saying. But then he reminds the free people, many of whom may very well have owned slaves. He said, you need to remember, if you're a Christian, you're a slave to Jesus. Keep that in mind as you're, you know, dealing with your slaves. You're his slave. Bear that in mind. That's a fascinating statement, too. You know why? Because that's the only relationship you can have with him. It's the only relationship you can have with Jesus. That of a slave, that of a willing slave. The term that's consistently used is one who has presented himself, herself, willingly, trusting. You're a good master. I want to be yours. I'm I'm willing to, to look to you for everything, to receive from you whatever you give and be content with that. I'm willing to have my entire life in your hands my safety, my well-being, I'm acknowledging that in reality that's the way it is because you're the creator and I'm the creation, and so I'm dependent upon you for my next breath and, and for the next morsel of food. You know, Jesus, when he, they ask him, you know, Lord, would you teach us, teach us to pray? And he said, pray like this. Our Father relationship, you know, Dad in heaven, hallowed, holy be your name. He, he's different from everybody else. There's only one like him. Your kingdom come. In other words, you're, you're in control. You're sovereign. You are the one governing everything. And there's an acknowledgement of that. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. Not, not my will in heaven. You know, most of our prayer life is generally spent on getting our will done in heaven. And that's backwards. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me, give us this day our daily bread. We're looking to him for sustenance, for life. Do you you follow? The whole prayer is that way. It's it's an acknowledgement. He's God and I'm not. And I'm completely dependent upon him. And I'm okay with that because he's a perfect, not just, not merely good, he is goodness. He's perfect. And I, I can abandon myself to him because he is so trustworthy and and if if I will just allow him to give me that which is mine that which he's allotted to me it's going to be better than I could do for myself anyway so often the things that we think will do it for us you know we get there and we find out it it didn't but if we just trust him if we just love him and follow him he gives us exactly what we need and what will bring us joy and fulfillment and everything that we need everything that we desire In reality, it's in Him that we find it. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry, and we we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 